0: Welcome back. Time for another episode of Driven by Design. The one show, the only show that shows you the future of automotive design and personal mobility in today's case with our Driven designer who's driving everybody crazy with uh, all his geeking over this board here. I really
1: am today. This is
0: uh, part part of a deux. two-part series. Um, I'm really excited.
1: So uh, I want to go ahead and reintroduce yourself for the people who are just joining part two instead of part sure. one. I'm
2: Don Tashman from Loaded Boards and uh, unlimited Electric Skateboards.
1: Yes, and we were so fascinated by his motorized skateboard
0: that we decided... You've to been geeking to. over the design. You guys are talking about Charles Ames furniture. You're <laughs> talking about the future of micromobility. It's a skateboard.
1: I know, but also, it's a vehicle show, and it's the first time we've had an <laughs> a actual vehicle, vehicle <laughs> in the showroom. Yes. So we have to present it, but I <laughs> today, uh, in part one, we talked a bit about um, the the actual design of the board, but... We also want to debut today our special guest, part two. Yes. <laughs> Wake up!
0: He's going to be fish. the poster dog for the uh, skateboard. They must have, like, skateboarding dogs and stuff, don't they? They, they do. have everything. They yeah. Oh,
1: Lou can surf. He has, You're oh, yeah? kidding me. Uh-huh, this dog knows how to surf. This is Lou, the design dog. He's making his debut today. He just okay. woke up. Uh, he is going to demonstrate the board. Kawabunga, buddy. You ready, dude? Say All right. Hi to, say hi to your public. Okay. So he just stands there. <laughs> See? Okay. And now can he go... We can,
0: can make kill. it <laughs> Wouldn't he freak yeah, no, out though sure. if the board really started um, moving? You no, know, we he should wouldn't. do an outdoor
1: one, but he—he he know he would ride. Look,
0: it. he's wagging, wagging his tail.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. I brought him in today because actually he. So
0: I got to stop you both here yeah. again, and this is again one of those surreal moments. We got a dog on a skateboard <laughs> in a <laughs> studio <laughs> doing this, and and I'll tell you what's even stranger. So um, we're uh, we've started a series with Staples. Staples is doing in-store uh, talks, and OC Talk Radio is. Uh, a guinea pig here for Orange County. We're going to be doing talks, and immediately the guy says, "Well." I said, well, how are we going to get people to come in? He said, well, I should get my dog to come in. I said, what are you talking about? My dog skateboards. Oh, she does. I I mean, he surfs. Yeah, and he skateboards. So he's not the only one. And so he's a surfing dog, and he says he has 50,000 followers. Every time we take him out at the beach and put him up there, people, crowds gather, and he goes up on a surfboard, and people go nuts. Ah. What is it about dogs on vehicles? Well, I think it's
1: because it's it's an amazing feat, and dogs have really good balance. One of the things we were talking about is all the different senses it takes to ride a skateboard or do these kind of things, and dogs have that sort of intuition. Intuition of how
0: to do that. Like cats
2: or like whatever.
1: Like cats. But, um,
2: but so Doug, Doug seemed to like it too. Oh, yeah. He just doesn't know. want to get off the darn no, thing. He,
0: he would all right, stay take there. take Lou down here. Otherwise, the whole show would be the Lou the show. Lou show.
1: Here. Uh, well, he's very good at stealing the spotlight. But um, listen, so I want you to talk about the board
0: and I want you to tell a bit of That's the cheap story. trick that got everybody to watch here. Okay, all right.
1: Yeah. Well, and he's just, and I'm a cheap trick. So, <laughs> <works> well.
0: <laughs> um, the, so how did you design this thing? Yeah, yeah. Tell,
1: tell the story about how you, your inspiration, Your personal story is interesting to me, so and I think it would be to our audience as well. Is that you know talk about the impetus for this? And
0: let's put Lou down, otherwise everybody's staring at the dog and not listening to the show here. Let's put Lou in the back here. You want him on the camera? If he is, everybody's going to look at him and not the the us.
1: (laughs) All right. So how did? Had your moment?
2: (laughs) How and why? Yeah, that's it, buddy. (laughs) Tell me the story. Uh, my personal story and how I got into skateboarding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, I grew up skateboarding. Mm-hmm. Uh, my I grew up here in LA. Uh, my mom actually skateboarded. Took her old roller skates. What? And wow. Put uh, you know two by four attached them to a two by four and would skate around the neighborhood. So all my siblings and I grew up with skateboards under our feet. Yeah. Um, what? But
0: every parent's scared to let their kids skateboard. You're gonna uh, break with something. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, she, she skated when you were when you were. She'll still get on a skateboard. Oh, really? frightening to me, but uh, it's, it's pretty amazing.
1: It, where does she Where does she live? She where, lives in L.A. She's in L.A., so yeah. she gets around. She must be so proud of you, then.
2: Yeah, she's a big fan. She must yeah. have she been
1: the coolest mom on the she block here. Yeah.
2: She definitely was and is. Uh, now Hi, Mom. What's her name? We have to give her a shout-out. Eva.
1: Eva, you made a great son who made a great But board. she
0: was open to you skateboarding when other mothers said, don't you
2: dare. Totally, totally. Especially in the, you know, when in the mid-80s and with the Bones Brigade and all my friends and I skateboarding, bones a, couple of, a, a <laughs> couple of us getting hurt. And, that means uh, broken bones, right? right yeah, yeah. Bones, okay. <laughs> exactly. And uh, yeah. yeah, most of my friends stopped skateboarding at that point, and I continued in, uh, until I got a car, yeah. and uh, and realized. And that. I have to ask, what was your first car? It was a Nissan 240SX. What? Great little This car. is a uh, circle of uh, a yeah.
0: strange thing here. you got a Nissan designer and well,
1: you bought ex- a Nissan. Yeah, a long time ago, but I had a long time there. But anyway, Nissan, great product. But okay, so go on. I love so that you, car. It was, yeah, the 200, 200 or 240? 240. 240. Yeah, that was a neat little sentra
0: basic car. Yeah. But you know but, you bring up something, and then I'll let Brian lunch into this. I Is this a product that is, you You start riding this because you can't ride anything else. You're a kid. It's a great point. And, or is it, And then you leave it behind in the closet with like your youth. Or is this something that you carry with you the rest of your life?
2: It's a, yeah, well, I think especially at that point, and skateboarding has always had these kind of cultural nuances to it as well, and I think that's part of the, the attachment. Because really when all is said and done, it's a plank of wood mm-hmm. with a... Wheels attached to it, but people having these, you know, such strong personal attachments to it, I think comes because of the uh, both the freedom of it and also the just the cultural resonances of of skateboarding and skateboarding history. I mean,
1: it speaks to it speaks to your childhood. You have fond memories of this, and so. Or does it speak to the rebel with bicycles
2: as well? Right. So how how is skateboarding different? I think skateboarding is uh, the opportunity to do tricks, the opportunity for uh, personal expression on a skateboard, I think, is, is more pronounced. Uh, um, to help people understand that. Well, because Why? Why? Because you're, you're more... It can be involved. much more challenging uh, <clears throat> in terms of tricks. And also just because, yeah, the way you move your body, the way mm-hmm. you're able to ride it and kind of challenge yourself and push yourself. So
0: does your electric... What does electricity add to that that was missing before? Is it you can go farther? Is it uh, now you can with less effort or is there uh, something else i'm not seeing that electricity why electrify a board
2: well it definitely uh, on a functional transportation level it changes uh, the nature of the board it mm-hmm. makes it much more usable for longer longer distances um you know it Traditional skateboard, you're probably not going to take more than one or two miles. An electric five, six miles is. That's not a big or, radius. That's it. So
1: th- that moment, that moment when you went from being a kid on a skateboard to a car, to back to a skateboard. When when did you have that sort of aha? Put electricity on this. When did that come? Do you remember that? Came, that?
2: that came a lot later. I mean, there's there's a lot of steps in between that. Okay. Um, maybe to to backtrack for yeah. me, it was it was going to college and going to New York for college, mm-hmm. and to get around. New York City, uh, I had fallen in love with snowboarding in uh, in during high school. I saw it at one of the local mountains and fell in love with snowboarding and wanted to do snowboard as much as humanly Anything, possible. Yeah, and it's a as a way to get around New York City I started taking old snowboards and putting trucks and wheels on them. And ah. I spent like five to seven years Building skateboards as a hobby,
1: but they were snowboard. They were mobile snowboards. They were wheeled snowboards. That you. So
2: that's that's your aha moment. Yeah, it came from. Go ahead. Snowboards from you know there was there were really no longboards at that point. Right. Um, no longer boards with bigger wheels. Uh, Sector Nine started in the mid '90s. Um, around then. What is Sector Nine? They're the they were the biggest, or they are the biggest. uh, they're the godfathers of modern day longboard skateboarding.
1: Okay. So, just um, to you know, just really break it up, this would be considered a longboard. A longboard. I mean, it's yeah. longer than a regular skateboard. Uh,
2: interestingly enough, a longboard means anything that's not a traditional double kick, 32, 33 inch skateboard. So, it could be shorter, it could uh-huh. be longer. Okay. It's still considered a longboard. And
0: what's the double kick? That's you kick, there's like a little flare in the back, you can kick it up yeah, or something? Yeah,
2: where it has a nose and tail, mm-hmm. and those are, those are very trick specific. Yeah. Um, and ours, uh, Tend to be more for transportation, Transportation. for speed, but also for tricks. I mean, depending on the board, we build plenty of boards that are used for modern freestyle, and uh, longboard dancing is a huge genre. Dancing? Dancing. What? What? Longboard dancing? We're it's, gonna we're gonna all go out on the <laughs> plaza here,
0: and we're gonna have a country dance, and we're gonna have skateboards salsa. underneath us.
2: It's hard to uh, explain. It. It'd be easier to check out. I know. This video, is a show that like, needs to be like yeah. Uh, yeah. outside testing this. But well, so
1: you uh, tell me, you the so you 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 take these longboards, mm-hmm. you put you put wheels on. them. Mm-hmm. This is now you've invented a new kind of skateboard. Uh, this is your uh, eureka. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. and uh, and it was kind of like. Uh, There was a bit of like a zeitgeist in in New York at that time in the late 90s where there was a few people kind of having some of the same ideas who each went off and built their own longboard companies, uh, including myself, including a guy named Brian from Earthwing. Uh, There's another company, Bustin, that also came out of New York City at that point. Mm -hmm. And like you're talking about this like personal awareness riding through New York City uh, with the taxis and the potholes and the pedestrians, yeah, obstacles and it's, danger. It's and, like yeah. being—it's like being in Frogger.
1: Like, it, <laughs> I was like, thinking the same thing. It's like a video game, especially, like
2: that, a, era I mean, especially that era of New York, especially grungy New York. New yeah, York, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's kind of the. And aesthetic it
1: was, came out of that. Was so
0: was it a scene?
2: Was no, it a happening? No, it was, no. It was a ha- handful of us, yeah. actually, at that point. It became a scene later on in the early 2000s. Uh-huh. I would already, uh, I personally ended up working for a dot-com in the late 90s, uh, got out in 2000 right as the market crashed, and Good got time. just right place, right time, got lucky. And, and, and intuition.
0: And and what I would say
2: it's better to be dumb and lucky than the
0: other way around. <laughs>
2: and what did you do in the dot-com? Were
0: you a salesman, a designer?
2: Uh, what did I you... did a, a bunch of things. So I, uh, I started off in sales, and then I went into marketing, and then I went into financial analysis and i ended up uh just meeting some really great people who are still a lot of good friends so they're seriously
0: because i picture the people building uh skateboards like the people who build surfboards as just guys, kids that never grew up well i think that's a good part of they're just sort story. of fanboys you know and but you've got a real business background here
1: Yeah, and I I think this is is the nice, really interesting part of your story is that I love when we were talking in the lobby about how... Tell the story about what your dad wanted you to do and how it sort of came full circle into this.
2: So my dad was a uh, mechanical engineer Mm -hmm. who practiced that for a couple years but then went into business Mm -hmm. and loved business. And business was a huge part of who he was and how he expressed himself. And he was very adamant that when I went to college that I... uh, that I study business, mm-hmm. and he told me he'd help support me and to get through school as long as I studied business. I'll
1: pay for college as long as you study business. So, I and s- were you
2: interested in business? Not at all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part of the story. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm so, n- nor in engineering. Yeah. Actually, so I ended. But up you getting, did the devil's bargain. So you, uh... No, I ended up getting a degree in literature. <laughs> oh. And, uh, why uh, though? Why? Because you went to a school. I where... went to. Uh, I went to Columbia. so <laughs> yeah. It was enough to make an argument for him that, you know, it's still in his best interest to help. Support me. And, yeah, yeah, you know, it's a good goal. Yeah, wonderful, supportive dad, and um, and yeah, it was uh, uh, and and really had no intention of getting into business and he wanted me to go to, to get an MBA afterwards Yeah, and uh, it, it re- really just wouldn't have been appropriate for me. Right. I had no way of applying it. And here I am doing business and mechanical engineering I, Yeah, and I love it. And it's really, it well, is my, both of them are my passion.
1: And the full circle is um, that you had a skateboarding mother and a dad in business and what do you do now? Your business is making... Business. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's in you, you know, it's your David, passion. <laughs> Your parents would be pretty mm-hmm. happy.
0: Like that's pretty cool. And yeah. What kind of literature did you specialize?
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, modernist literature, particularly like Joyce, and mm-hmm. very kind of obscure, Joyce, yeah. rarefied. Oh, yeah, Joyce. What a uh, strange
0: uh, book. If you've never read um, Ulysses, is it Ulysses, Ulysses the one? One night, and it goes on and on, and it's a bizarre book. They're still trying to interpret this and figure it out all these years later. What the hell that book means?
2: It actually ties into some of what you were saying before. So I studied, I studied that type of literature, which yeah. is very. In my opinion, it's a bit of like rarefied navel-gazing. You know, it's these ivory towers. Yes, yes. Ivory towers of exactly. literature. Oh, I see literature. what I get the analogy now. Uh, ivory it's towers like... of, of literature where it's not, you know, you, you mentioned that about design. Design yeah. has to be accessible. Yeah. And I, I was interested in that because, you know, I was at the time. But today I'm not interested in that type of literature at all. Yeah. I feel that art design, literature, needs to be accessible. yeah, Without being dumbed down, I don't no, think no, no, it should be. No, 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 because James Joyce is
0: an example, if you've never read, I had, a, I had a roommate in college who wrote his whole, he spent his whole life trying to interpret what that book meant. It has layer upon layer upon layer written into it. And it's so, one of these obscure, it's sort of like, I'm going to use a tough word, I'm sorry, it's almost like mental mas- masturbation. It's sitting here trying to figure out over and over and over again, what what the hell does this mean? And then at the end of the day, for what? Yeah. So two people can figure it out it's so completely inaccessible to the regular world here
1: good tie into what you're saying about your about design and literature and uh these things being uh, accessible doesn't mean dumbed down it means actually it's like good design isn't dumb good design is smart because that it it serves its need right Mm -hmm. so that's kind of a very interesting part of your story to me is that you sort of went into this world of of making mobility Accessible, <laughs>
0: right? Exactly. So, do you ever do? Tom Matano was here, head of uh, de, former head of design for Mazda, another one of these wild guys who wants to get into be the handle. You must, you know, I, I can't do his accent, but you know, you must be the handle if you to design it. I've I look at it, so feel how, how that feels to be grabbed by the uh, a car owner and yeah. yanked and all this stuff here. He was my mentor, he's uh, he was head of Mazda, he's
1: oh, wow. uh, created the Mazda Miata, oh, wow. uh, but he does, he believes that if you're going to design a door handle, you have to. Pretend
0: you're a door handle. So, are you, do you ever pretend you're the skateboard, and what it's like to be uh, be the? Because he's he's like Mr. Miyagi he has this uh, Japanese accent. You know,
2: I've it. never thought about it from that perspective. <laughs> you know
0: well, you know what? But uh, but but hear me out because I feel like I get stepped on a lot. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Well, the thing that I think is interesting about a skateboard is that the skateboard, uh, a car could technically drive itself now, and okay. very soon will. But a skateboard can't do anything without you. You are the transportation device when you're on a skateboard, mm-hmm. right? It's an extension of your body right. so i i think in that sense is as wacky as this kind of you sound are skateboard you yeah. are the you, are, you the the skateboard. are the the but but you without one with the skateboard yeah. yes uh, because without you the skateboard is incomplete so, it doesn't do anything
2: so I, I think that's where i particularly see my niche and my future where my particular interest is i mean when as we talked about earlier it's the future of mobility is It's the Wild West. There's still Mm -hmm. a lot of changes that need to occur. There's etiquette. There's infrastructure. There's figuring out what the types of vehicles are. And I think there's going to be a whole range of vehicles in the next five, ten years for sure that are going to, you know, in terms of speed, in terms of uh, footprint, and in terms of personal engagement also mm-hmm. in those vehicles. Break those down real yeah, quickly. Yeah. And, what,
0: and tell me etiquette because that means don't run into everybody, I guess, and, and rules of the well, road. Et-
2: etiquette is, is like if you go into Northern Europe, for example, and mm-hmm. you look at, like, what they call the Dutch method of opening your car door—you know how you reach over from your right side. The Dutch have to learn how to do that. They look over their shoulder, and that way they don't hit the any any uh, bikers. And what do we do in America? And we use our left hand, and, and we, we open, just fly it, and open. We just throw the door open. And <laughs> Fascinating,
0: interesting. I never people. heard of that. Okay.
2: So it's also like if you—it's also culturally. I've I've gone. I went to Denmark a couple years ago mm-hmm. just to kind of study how they had set up their infrastructure. And that's where I feel like the infrastructure part. They do some really smart things. Where the car right now with bike lanes and, and alternative vehicle lanes are generally in the most dangerous part of the street mm-hmm. between the parked cars and the driving cars, and it's frightening. Yeah. Um well, it makes sense that etiquette is, is, is more important. Is important, right? There. So okay, so the etiquette, and then talk about and the etiquette. Like if, for example, in Denmark, you know, you walk you you walk down the street and you see the old ladies are cognizant of the bikes that are going by them Mm -hmm. so it is it's like a cultural sensibility of being aware of these types of vehicles. Um, one of the issues that we're having right now with the, all the shared scooters is people dumping them everywhere. And yeah. that, that type of etiquette needs to be uh, figured out. I don't have that. Because etiquette. it
0: becomes a blight and well, the communities fight it.
1: Yeah. So i wonder sometimes, um, you know, there's the, there's the legislation way to handle it or maybe there's the design way to handle it. You know, one of the oh, things I notice right. about, like, the bikes, like the one that Wheels has, mm. is that people don't leave them on their side. They put down the kickstand. Uh, and they and they leave it up, and I wonder if that's because in our childhood we have that in our mind to put down the kickstand and leave it standing versus toss it aside like a scooter.
2: Wheels, I believe, actually requires you to take a picture of it standing up yeah. in order to um, in order to shut down. How interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And but so that, but I wonder if people also just do it intuitively because yeah. that's the what we did as kids is you always put your kickstand right. down, you know. So it's like there's a design solution there that you maybe in the way these are designed they they want to be put back into a nice place. And so I'm just curious where you think like because I, I see what you have coming from the automotive industry, to me what this is is a platform. Yeah, a platform for multi vehicles right. to grow from. Do you see this becoming something like you know a vehicle that you could sit on, or like like where do you do you do you imagine that future of?
2: I hope so. Yeah. I mean, one thing that that really excites me is modular vehicles mm-hmm. and thinking about how you can create this platform that you can build off of.
1: Explain and- what a modular vehicle is to our listeners.
2: Pie in the sky for me, a modular vehicle would be a vehicle that I can ride I can, or I can drive in. Mm-hmm. And then if you and I want to go together, we can just attach our two vehicles together. Oh, okay. And Very literal. Want, okay. And then if we, you know, let's say we need to carry our couch so we can add a uh, truck bed to it. Or if, you know, I've got, you know, we're bringing a couple friends, we can add two back seats. So it's like Legos.
0: I can fit it together and build a bigger structure
2: here. I don't know if structurally how, how yeah. feasible this is, but to me, when you look at how each of us drives these large vehicles with mm-hmm. these, you know, I don't know, 50, 60, 70-foot footprints on mm-hmm. them, and it's one person in that vehicle versus this, which is like a, you know, three-square-foot footprint. It just doesn't make sense, right? Uh, especially in a city like L.A. Yeah.
1: That leads to a good question. When you get to your destination with this, what do you do with it?
2: Well, that's one of the great things. I think that's one of the advantages of electric skateboards over any other electric vehicle that I know of, maybe with the possible exception of those hoverboards, uh-huh. but it's it's. <laughs> we were talking
1: about Back to the Future too. Yeah. That everybody in this generation is gonna is relate to. This they're they're literally people.
2: making hoverboards now. Yeah, remember those? hoverboards? Oh yeah, the actual ones. ones Actually the hoverboards
1: yeah, that don't hover. They don't yeah, hover. Yeah, yeah exactly. fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, but
2: yeah. the uh, these are small enough. I mean, this is, it's not light, but it's about fourteen, fifteen pounds. And okay, you know, it's for an electric vehicle. It's by far the lightest. Uh, electric vehicle there is out there so you It's can t- the only vehicle we've actually brought on the show here that we It's our first our room, like right? I said it's our vehicle debut. There you go and you can take this with you and you know to carry it at school it. you can carry it you can put it under your desk you can put it in your locker would you
0: ever have a, an appliance that allowed me to sling it over my back like a backpack something that allowed me to carry it that way there's an interesting yeah. accessory market
2: yeah some of our competitors uh, have actually built uh, backpacks for them, them. and i see people using them and yeah it's a, it's a great it makes it's, a lot of sense
1: i see i you know for this makes me think of the uh, travel industry with this uh, luggage that now is following you right. through the airport yeah. Yeah. you know now right. that it's Electric. This thing has its ability to move on its own, right? Mm-hmm. So, could you see that you know some point where you get to your destination and this now becomes your shopping cart, or this become, or this follows you oh, wow. through, yeah. you know, where you where you no longer cool. are riding.
0: Yeah. You know, it's your like personal hand truck. Yeah. yeah, follows it becomes you. becomes something stand itself a, a, up
2: and follow you like your little friend. That yeah, uh, like R2D2. You utilitarian. Know? Yeah, hey, they're robots at that point. Yeah, I don't. I don't see why not. If it, we were talking about Segway, the company that makes all the scooters uh, earlier. And they just announced a three-wheeled scooter that is actually self-driving. We get you so a to the it, it's drifting self- away from the mic here. Yeah. <laughs> it's a self-driving three-wheeled scooter. You can bring it to you if you want. Um, yeah, yeah, that's probably yeah. more comfortable. Thank you. <laughs> I like to uh, lean back, so I bring it way over uh, Yeah, All right. <laughs> three-wheeled electric scooters that I, I don't know if uh, when they're going to deploy them, but that are self-docking. You know, effectively you can like an Uber. You can you know you can call it. It'll come to you. Oh wow! And you know, here, you, boy in the morning. Yeah. yeah you you know every morning I know that I. Leave leave the house at 7.30, so that Segway shows up in my house uh, at, at 7.30. Have you ever waiting. done
0: scooters, Brian? Have you ever done any of the future work? Oh, you?
2: I mean, I, I did a, a program for a
1: car company about, you know, these types of, what what are these things going to be? And so mm-hmm. they were mostly sketches, but yeah. But exploring this kind of stuff is fascinating. Like, just looking at w- what can this be right. beyond the platform. For sure, yeah. I mean, that's a conversation for another day, but it sounds
0: fascinating. To yeah. Yeah. So yeah. me, aspirations right. isn't just a child's Toy that he grows out of, some to he or she. Grows yeah, out I like of getting
1: sometimes. back to this. Thanks, Paul. I, I go ahead because I, I I really love how the the point of this podcast, the thing that I love about it is it's it's not just the object; it's about the story of how you got here. Mm-hmm. Every person tells the story of how they got here. It's very, you know, inspirational. So people watching this can be like, I have an idea, I want to do it too. So you've taken your childhood passion and evolved it into this. And so maybe, you know, as you kind of get to the end here, uh, and I want to give you some time to let people know how to find you. Um, what would you say has been your biggest inspiration
0: to get here
1: like what 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 keeps you up at night what like makes you
0: th- you know do this if you weren't getting paid for it, what keeps anything? you coming back after day after day yeah.
2: Yeah. i think you know we shifted uh, towards electric skateboards in the past few years mm-hmm. we had worked with a company called boosted for many years and we built all their uh decks and wheels and they built some amazing uh electric ve- electric vehicles scooters mm-hmm. and skateboards and then went off and did our own thing with these guys from barcelona uh, unlimited Um, To me, being part of that conversation of what the future of mobility is going to look like, Mm -hmm. that's what really excites me. And that's what I can tell. That's what that's what gets me going. Yeah. Um, And I think, like we said, there's you know, it is the Wild West right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know where it's going to go. I'd like to see my I'd like my. My influence to be one in which there's a lot of personal engagement in that experience, where it's not just you know electric motorcycles, which mm-hmm. aren't which aren't bad, you no, know, no no I know or you no, or small electric vehicles. I'd much rather see electric bikes, electric skateboards, things where there's much more user engagement, because I think as we move towards autonomous vehicles in general, mm-hmm. as we move towards sitting behind our desks and playing on our phones all mm-hmm. day. Um, you know, there's, there's opportunities to create these, uh, personal experiences, active experiences of space.
1: I, you know, I think that's a wonderful, really, really nice thing. I want to tie that up in a bow is that really what I hear you saying is that, you know, we are moving towards a world of riding, and what you're talking about is is your contribution is to get people to to help people
0: naturally feel like they can be more engaged, yeah. be active, Muse your body, get to out experience there, experience the to, space as. The, yeah. What did Tom Matano said? Are you either going through the space or you're experiencing, experiencing
1: the, space, the space? And that's what you're talking about. Um, you know, you just have such a great story. And I just for people watching and listening, this is this is the reason for this podcast. Stories like yours, that if you have an idea, you're inspired, you have a talent, yeah. Uh, uh, you know you made your your parents influence your business that was your journey it wasn't like you planned it out but you just right kept mean. going right and so that's yeah. the that's what i think the this beautiful inspiration nugget is that like if you have an idea do it. Mm-hmm. it just keep going it doesn't matter if you know the end result because you wouldn't have had this in your mind By when, any means right that. yeah and here it and yet here it is because of you and those inspirations so maybe we can and, say
0: it's whatever moves you or drives you ah, whatever moves you mm-hmm. yes
2: I moved. And, of course, a good team. You know, a good, of course. Yes. Great yes. people. Because you
0: can't That's move. You need a, a, a team of wagons needs a, <laughs> a need team to pull it. Yes. How do we find this, the product again here? Uh,
2: the loadedboards.com is
0: loadedboards.com Loadedboards. is our
2: skateboards and the and electric. that's you're talking about
0: the load the spring
2: load built the, into it right? exactly and maybe other connotations <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: a different topic for a different and, show. Uh, a different
2: audience, <laughs> audience. <laughs> the adult um, version
0: and the <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: and what the else electric uh, the electric component is uh unlimited x loaded uh,
0: okay
1: and, and, and are, you, are you are, you are are you personally okay. uh you, you you like to be behind the scenes or do you have like a... a Can
2: people reach out to you or yeah. just
0: through the organization?
2: People are welcome to reach out to me. Through the
1: organization? Do you have an Instagram or, a, uh, or
2: email, email, email or anything? Email don at loadedboards.com.
1: Okay, reach out to Don because I, I, I encourage people to, if you're if you're inspired by this kind of thing, to, to talk to... Yeah, yeah
2: join because, the revolution.
1: Yeah, just this helps you get keep inspired Absolutely. and keep doing it so yeah. thanks for watching guys thank you for being here it's thank one of the most inspirational man. interviews I'm so glad we got to have our vehicle debut with you yes. so, mm-hmm. now the mm-hmm. challenge would be up to a oh, bigger studio to get more cars in here yeah we're going to do mm-hmm. an outdoor show soon yeah. alright okay